Welcome to the My Family Coach podcast. I'm Claire and each week you'll find me interviewing a guest expert to find out more about the tricky world of child behaviour, all in handy 15 minute-ish bite-sized chunks. At the end of each episode we'll send you away with three practical tips. It's perfect for parents, carers and professionals working with children. And if this episode leaves you wanting more, you can watch, listen and read our wide range of free resources on the My Family Coach website. I'm joined today by Carl Avery. Carl is a fitness professional who works with all ages and as a former child under social services he's now working to provide fitness sessions for care leavers to create better habits and better coping mechanisms. And today Carl and I are talking about being more active in our families. Enjoy the episode. Hi Carl, how are you? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I have been desperate to get someone on the podcast to talk about this topic partly because I'm quite into exercise so I'll tell the listeners what the topic is we're talking about the importance of exercise on well-being and yeah I'm I'm into exercise I do a bit of running and I like the gym and things so yeah I've been really interested to speak to someone that's got a bit more knowledge on the topic than me and how perhaps it can help children young people at home to sort of manage their well-being as well as parents carers so yeah I'm excited about the topic but we always start off with a question about a book that you recommend so could we start with that yep certainly so um the or book well slash poem that I have recommended is by Rudyard Kipling uh, um sort of a British Indian author um and it's basically about mindset really and about how we um, travel through adversity, um, but keep ourselves um, afloat or our mental well-being and our, our health afloat. And and that's so imp- important, isn't it? Sort of transpiring through that adversity in order to yeah to, to to keep ourselves afloat. I really like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of adversity in life. Um, uh, if you read much about Rudyard Kipling, he himself has gone through a lot of adversity. Um, certainly uh, losing a child uh, uh, so 18 or so his his kid um, through his sort of recommendation to join World War One so you know this Rudyard Kipling back in the day had a hard life so he and he sort of had these these points or so um, that he would rely on and he's sort of talking to the the reader as if he was a father figure of um uh to to a son or or to a grandson of how we we keep our head clear and i guess maybe just knowing a little bit about your bio this might link in quite nicely with um your experience on the topic that we're talking about today okay so when the first or sports i did i did quite a few different sports and that came actually through foster carers so i was a kid i was um actually taken away from my parents and I was put in foster care but I ended up with lovely foster carers who were very sporty themselves um their main sport tends to be squash but they managed to branch me into a load of different sports so I played a bit of squash a bit of tennis a bit of um football mm-hmm. um so there was individual sports there was team sports a bit of cricket um so but with all those came came different aspects and certainly different skills, whether they were physical skills like agility, speed, power, 
or whether they were skills such as social skills mm. um, and uh, being able to learn social cues obviously and how to make friends nice and simple mm. um, as a kid if you isolate yourself um, in a sedentary lifestyle you're very unlikely to make friends I know there is these xbox these these playstation friends but they're they're still a world away from you and um, actually when you're out on a, a pitch or um or if you win or lose together on a, on a sports field, whether it's cricket, whether it's football, there's there's a bit more sort of connection there. Mm. It's I know I've um, I grew up playing football, um, and yeah, definitely that sense of community was was always there, and it is it's an easy easy way to make connections, and we know through. I guess science and some neuroscience that we as humans desire that connection and what what better way through you know raising our pulse rate you know playing with playmates um you know to, to gain that connection yeah certainly and certainly if you all hit it off I remember one of my favorite times was uh I um, was at Salisbury for a bit in and we were in one of our gym training sessions and I was the kid with the speaker. So I had the speaker, I brought the speaker in and it connected to my phone, had an iPod dock. And um, basically I put on one song and uh, mm. you might recognise it, Shaggy, It Wasn't Me. And Classic, all yeah. the boys <laughs> loved that song. So I put it on and every single one of us, we were all about 16, 17 years old, started singing along to it as we were doing our gym workout. And it was sort of like a, it was a, an ecstatic moment but it was also one of those um togetherness where we mm. were all together um and our coach just started smiling and um yeah it was it's moments like those that you you don't get um sort of when you lock yourself away yeah so so tell us more so you've mentioned the word endorphins maybe tell us a bit more about the impact of sport exercise um, on the brain, um, yeah, and explaining a bit more about those those endorphins. Okay, so endorphins are sort of the happy chemical, and they they basically um, come out um, when you start doing some sort of physical activity, and they can stimulate you know extra hormones that make us happy uh, throughout the day. Um, also, by doing exercise, um, you stimulate growth hormones. Um, obviously um, that's how we grow yeah so think about those endorphins those kind of that happy chemical um what what kind of tips would you give to parents carers listening at home that might want to get their child into sport but don't really know where to start um so I think with kids there is a chance of trying sort of all sports. I don't think you necessarily push them into something that you enjoy, that you may have enjoyed as a kid. I think you've got to find what's best for them um, because otherwise they're not going to like it. They're not going to enjoy it. They're going to fall out of it. Um, so I think it's always best to take that choice and let them choose what they prefer. And then there are sort of, clubs so it also depends on the age of the kids some mm. um, clubs have like in football under fours they just have 
they're a little sort of mixed group where it's about a load of youngsters and they turn up and they just have a kick about. They don't have any sort of official teams. They don't have football. Mm. So there's youth facilities out there like that. And then sort of when they get to a competitive age level, then they've got their, they start off sort of seven aside and then they go 11 aside. Um, there are obviously other sports, swimming. Um, you can go through sort of swimming lessons and you find your local district. So there are always options out there in terms of actually getting them to the sport. But I think the main thing to actually get them involved in it is to let them choose what particular sport they want to do. Because um, there is plenty of sports out there. And everyone will find their niche. Yeah, the the like there's Quidditch, isn't there? The Harry Potter um, spin-off. Although maybe not called Quidditch anymore, but that's um, going down a different tax. But um, yeah, it's interesting. There's so much choice out there for for parents, carers to help you know get a, get a child I- involved um, in sports. But I'm thinking about um, maybe like family activities as well. So. I know growing up, my dad used to take us to play, uh, to do like pitch and putt together because it was something we could all enjoy together as a family. Although pitch and putt, I wouldn't say is the most active thing that you can do. You get fresh air, you're walking between the holes, you're out like connecting together. Um, Because that that kind of family united with exercise and sport could be a nice way of joining together. Yes. So um, any any sport, yeah, pitch and putt, uh, it's still some moderate form of activity. And the idea is to get them into moderate or vigorous activity. So it doesn't have to necessarily always be vigorous activity with with kids. Just try and get them out every day for an hour, an hour and a half. It is what they said in, in government guidelines and for it to be moderate and vigorous. If you did vigorous for activity every day, the poor kids will probably be asleep by six o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, even when you exercise, you still got to have, almost like rest periods there is also walks nice Mm. and simple walks there are um sort of either even if you're in towns there are lovely sort of parks in towns but if you you've got countryside then um make the most of it basically go and go and see the sites i know i i again i live in newbury so we have like donington castle which is a lovely walk for us Mm. um but that's something that even I would do on what I call an off day, where I, I try and keep active, moderate, nice brisk walk. It's quite a far route for me from, from my house. Um, so, yeah, there, there's some ideas in, in terms of cheaper activity. Yeah, nice family family like days out that have some, you know, activity as a, a focus and getting everyone moving, but but being together. Um, I'm just conscious of time, Carl. It's gone really quickly, actually. But just if you could leave us just with three tips um, for the listeners. So three tips would be to, again, basically all sort of to do with it. So if, may, try and keep yourself active. Biggest one. Watch, watch what you eat. Don't be fooled by um, labels on foods. Um, I sort of get a better understanding of your food because this is my biggest problem as a coach is a lot of people don't understand um, because I've got young kids that are quite small, Mm -hmm. um, but they still have really bad diets and it affects their mood swings. Mm -hmm. So I eat drinking a lot of Coke. Coke is not good for us, but again, it's not a great, it's not a substitute for water. Mm. Um, so 
diet look after that educate yourself on diet fitness keep yourself active it doesn't matter whether you know how to use a gym or whether you just go on some walks just keep yourself active and three is to try to stay away or break cycles always keep an open mindset that's the only way you break a cycle i really love that message carl it's brilliant it's that yeah the only way to change is from ourselves um yeah people can help along the way but yeah we we have to make that change oh what a fantastic episode thank you so much carl for your time some really interesting points there for for everyone listening and hopefully catch up with you soon yeah perfect thank you very much for having me you've been listening to the my family coach podcast thank you for joining us as we lift the lid on the challenging world of child behavior Remember to subscribe to listen to all our episodes and there's heaps more helpful support for all your parenting needs on the My Family Coach website. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.